Blog Talk Radio. There was a time I was so afraid, so scared to do what I wanted. In looking back, I can see all the mistakes that I made, and I wish that I Talk to me and tell me I can change. Don't be afraid. Just walk with your head up high. Don't be afraid. Just take it one step at a time. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter how small. Hi, welcome to Blog Talk Radio Safe Recovery. This is Monica, and I'm your host. So today is, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's July already, July 3rd, 2012. We're beginning the second half of 2012, and I am really happy to have on two very special guests. We have Mary Ellen Barnes, who's the president of Your Empowering Solutions, a non-12-step alcohol treatment She holds a Ph.D. in educational psychology from the University of Southern California and is a California Registered and Addiction Specialist. And Ed Wilson is also a non... It's called Non-12-Step Program Director who holds a Master's from St. Mary's University of Minnesota and a Ph.D. in Counseling and Psychology from Greenwich University in Norfolk Island, Australia, both with an emphasis on alternative addictions treatment. Ed is also a California Master Registered Addiction Specialist and a nationally certified Master's Addiction Master Addictions Counselor. Uh, Dr. Barnes and uh, Wilson started non-12-step alcohol treatment eight years ago in order to offer people an alternative to the standard 12-step treatment programs. The program is built on Dr. Wilson's master's and doctoral research and his 25 years of experience working privately with clients who desired other options besides AA. And it said alternatives, but I don't want to call them alternatives anymore. I want to say that they're just other great options out there, right? Okay, so I'm going to bring on our guests. Let's have them on. Hi there, you're live. Hi, Monica. How are you? Hi, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah. Good. Both here. So the both of you are there. We have uh, Ed Wilson, and um, it's not a joke that your last name is Wilson either, right? No, it's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Wilson, Ed Wilson, I'm like, yeah, there's another Wilson. Yeah, his name was Bill. But <laughs> That's right. Well, we have Ed now. This is a, a different program, and um, Dr. Mary Ellen Barnes. Now, you come from us. Uh, come to us from Palos Verdes, is that right? Right, right. We're just on the south side of Los Angeles, down in the South Bay. Well, I am so happy to have you on, both of you. 
I'm happy we could do this. I know you're headed down to San Diego. So um, let's see. We could start with, uh, you know, first of all, I love the name, Your Empowering Solutions. It's funny that I wrote it on one of my cards. I didn't even know that, you know, I kept writing non-12-step, and that's the name of your website, correct? Mm-hmm. Non- yeah. Non-12step.com. Non-12 yeah. Mm-hmm. So for any of the listeners, we have non12step.com. Just put that in. And so tell us a little bit about maybe why you started this eight years ago. What happened that you said, you know what, we need to create this? Well, you know, what happened really was about ten years ago, um, my brother was having terrible problems with cocaine. Mm -hmm. And I knew, and so it wasn't alcohol at all, but it was cocaine, serious problem. And I was, you know, a therapist, and my family sort of all looked at me and said, well, do something, Mary Ellen. <laughs> like, try yeah. to do something. And mm-hmm. I started looking around for something for him. And I know my, I knew my brother very, very well, and I knew that 12-step programs were not going to resonate with him. Uh, he was very anti God, anti-religion, anti-higher power. You couldn't say those words around him. Right. And so I knew if I put him, you know, sent him off to someplace like that, it was he was just going to, you know, hate it. Yeah. So I started looking around. And this is 10, I don't know what it was like, but 10 years ago, mm-hmm. there wasn't much out there 10 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of contacts, and I could not find anything. Um yeah. doesn't mean there weren't things, but I couldn't right. find them, you know. Yeah, at least not and here. So was SMART in existence then? It was, must have been very small maybe back then, SMART Recovery? You know, it may have been in existence, but SMART Recovery in the shape it was in, I mean, in the terms of, you know, these meetings, if you have them down in San Diego and we're up here. Right. And right. and he needed something more intensive than that. Right. Than going to... Uh, a smart recovery meeting. He was right. in bad, bad shape. And mm-hmm. um, so anyway, I couldn't find anything. And eventually we got him a little help, but it was like a little too not really satisfactory. And um, so kind of fast forward a couple of years, he's limping along. Mm-hmm. And Ed and I happened to meet through, you know, other professional things here in the South Bay. Right. And Ed started telling me about, you know, the the doctoral research he'd done, and, and I was very interested in that. And mm-hmm. when we had to kind of get, do some little crisis management with my brother, we called Ed in. Right. And that helped a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of simultaneously, a friend of mine was helping a, a alternative program over in Phoenix get started, and... Uh, he he called me up. He said, "Oh, you know, you should do this. You should do this. You'd be so good at it." Yeah. And I said, "But I don't really have a background in this." And mm-hmm. then I thought about Ed. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait a second. You know. So anyway, Ed and I eventually did get together on it and and start it together, and um, it's been very very interesting and and has worked out really well for us and as importantly for our clients. Hmm. So, Ed, tell me, what was the study that you did, your doctoral study? Well, I did did a lot of different things. First of all, I had my own problems with alcohol around some family tragedies 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I'd rather drink than go to AA. (laughs) 
not going to work for me. And right. Those were my only two choices. Right. But I also knew those aren't the only two choices. I mean, geez, people have been giving up drinking or whatever for forever. I mean, mm-hmm. there's lots of ways to do it. Right. So at the same time, I was also working with a colleague who was who was doing work around Dr. Jane Levenger's adult development model of women, which mm-hmm. she'd been working on forever and continued to work on pretty much until she died a couple of years ago in her 90s. Mm-hmm. And my work, both my master's work and my doctoral work, because I had an enormous backlog of information and several thousand test protocols and experimenting with this, I was able to show that it's possible to predict or identify those people for whom AA is an appropriate fit, those people for whom it's irrelevant, and those people who it harms. And Mm -hmm. you can predict that ahead of time. Wow. So so having managed to do that, Mm -hmm. and because I'd worked my own way out, it took me a couple of years to kind of assemble my own mosaic of things to do instead of drink. Right, um, so you were developing your own program, so to speak, as you were doing Well, that? and that's what we do. That's what we do. That's why we yeah. only work with individuals and couples. Once or mm-hmm. twice a year we'll work with the whole family. But yes. we work with individuals and couples because the mosaic of things that each person's situation requires differs. Now, mm-hmm. generally speaking, people are self-medicating, anxiety, boredom, loneliness, mm-hmm. uh, physical pain, uh, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. 70% of our clients are women. Most of our clients are between their late 30s and middle 60s. Mm-hmm. And the majority of the women we see, I think Mary Ellen, are like between 45 and their latter 50s. Mm-hmm. No, 45 to maybe even uh, 55. 55. Yeah, I'd say it's, just that 10-year period is the majority of them. But mm-hmm. a lot of them, a lot of them are having a bunch of things happen simultaneously. The, right. The kids have left for college. The little empty nest stuff. Right. Um, they're having menopausal stuff, and lots of women slip into abusing Chardonnay as kind of informal <laughs> hormone replacement therapy without <laughs> even knowing it. Uh, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there, but what you have to do is you have to take a look at each individual, their situation, what they're using it for, mm-hmm. uh, what the you know the balance of power is in relationships or marriages or whatever. Uh, right. And then you have to figure out what are more attractive ways to address the problems or fix the problems or benignly medicate the problems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, You know, a a real common one for all of our clients uh, is depression, but, of course, alcohol is a depressant. So alcohol makes makes the depression worse if the best thing for depression is exercise, but, you know, it has to be something somebody likes to do. Mhm. Mhm. So again, because we're working with individuals and couples, we can custom design everything around each person or couple, and nobody else can do that. That, that sounds great. Now, have you ever published a paper uh, regarding your study? Just you know, kind oh, of. Oh, there's what... my dissertation, but I don't really do that. I'm 
<laughs> don't, don't. That's not you know you're saying you're not because it sounds like there's um there's a website that really started as a very pro a site the fix mm-hmm. that um is not uh is they've actually published about three not pro uh pieces and also stuff where Stanton Peel has his on yeah. the Huffington Post I think that um the more that well if you don't do it and you know that's the way it is but it sounds like something that is very very sane and uh it's different than you know I've, I've spoken to so many people and founders and the president of all these other uh programs that some are free and some are not anymore mm-hmm. but what i find is that each one um is different you know uh, mm-hmm. it, it, when you're, you're coming from your background uh that you had issues yourself so you addressed that, you created something, you understood it in a way, even though, you know, which I love, that you have letters after your name. <laughs> you know, you're not just somebody, well, i got 15 years and I know what I'm talking about because I'm looking at a book that's very religious yeah, that was yeah. written in the 30s, and I know everything because I'm sober 15 years. So I love that you both, um, you know, have an education and it, it seems to be a lot of sanity. So... Uh, Maybe someone could write a paper about all your studies, so we get a writer to read your dissertation, and maybe that writer would send it into the fix because yeah, um, some of some of what we're I mean we do we publish a weekly newsletter, so a lot do. of it goes uh-huh. out. We have about a thousand readers. Where did uh, your what's what's the website for your because uh, people listen? I have a lot of listeners that come in. If yeah, not well, in you the just chat. go to non you go to non twelve step dot com and there's a sign up there. Okay, there's a sign up for free downloads and that automatically adds you to the subscriber list. And if we you can, want to read old newsletters, there up there, there's all the tabs and one says newsletters and you can go read all the old ones if you want. You know. Okay, great. And so, how does let me ask you this? How does your five day program work? Mary Ellen, why don't you? Okay, talk? I'll. T- <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. We developed the five-day program basically as a response to people calling us from around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we opened our practice and put our website up, we thought we would just have a local practice, yeah, with local clients, right? And we were really surprised when. So many people started calling us from all over the country mm-hmm. and uh, wanting to know what we had in their area and, you know, where's where's our Boston office? And I'm like, it's it's in Palos Verde. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but then, you know, you'd say something to them like, well, we don't, we only have one office. And they'd say, well, what can I, you got to do something for me because there's nothing else. So we yeah. started thinking about that and we played with a bunch of different formats and as we got you know, it got it refined more and more. We came down to this five-day intensive start to our program. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we people literally, I mean, whether they're local or, or from out of town, they come in and start on Monday morning with us, and we spend like three to four hours a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Mm-hmm. And it's just that person or a couple and Ed and B. Mm-hmm. And we basically go through, you know, the, a little bit of history, their whole history of drinking, alcoholism. And, um, you know, we go through the whole thing. What are they using it for? Right. What else could they do? 
until by the end of the week, we have a really good idea of the whole thing. They have a good idea of why they're using it, what they're doing, what they could address differently, and we kind of come up with a little plan for them, like a blueprint. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. do this, do this, do this, change this, start doing this, move this around, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they go home, whether home is, you know, in Culver City or home is in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And if they're local people, then for the next three months they come in. Mm-hmm. And uh, once, at least once a week. Yeah. And have follow-up sessions with us. If they're, mm-hmm. if it's, um, if they're out of town, we do either phone sessions or Skype. Right. And it's and we schedule an hour. We set aside an hour. Uh sometimes people don't need an hour, sometimes they need a little more than an hour, but you know, mm-hmm. so but we always schedule at least one session a week. If they need more, we always tell them call, just call. Right. We'll right. set something up. Just email, we'll set something up if you need some more time. Mm-hmm. And um that helps them keep on track because we always the one thing that's really clear is I don't care where you go to treatment, you know, whether it's outpatient, whether it's residential, whether the problems don't, they exist in your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. So you can go off to 30 days or 60 days of residential treatment somewhere. You're going to have to go home someday. Right. And home is where the problems are. Mm-hmm. In that, I mean, it may not be your marriage home, but, you know, I mean, it's like, Things aren't working well either at work or in your personal life or, mm-hmm. you know, some, it, it's, it's not something that taking a vacation in Palm Desert is going to fix. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, you can get some tools, but, you know, I always say to people, it's like, you know, it's like going to the spa to lose weight. Right. Or, or the fat farm, you know. And so I right. go off to, you know, right. La Costa or someplace, and, and I'm down there, and I've got a chef who knows how to cook <laughs> the best locale, perfectly balanced for me, you know, and I have trainers, and, and we do yoga and potties and this and that and the other thing. And at the end of the month, I've lost, you know, 15 pounds, and everyone says, oh, my God, that worked, that worked, thank God. You know, right. Ariel and is saved. And, right, know, right. And I come home. Well, you know, I come home and I have no cooking skills whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And I have, let's say, two young children who only like Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. And who go, ew, I hate that, Mom, ew, you know, when I try right. to cook anything else. Right. And I, you know, and I may be on the road all day. I may be like a sales rep or something. And mm-hmm. so fast food is kind of what I got. Right, right. And so I say, you know, that person with the very best of intentions comes home from the fat farm and slowly starts to gain the weight back because she doesn't have the cooking skills, she doesn't have any family support, really, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have a lifestyle that supports all that weight loss. Right. And she doesn't have time to go to the gym, and she doesn't have all that. She would have been better off going down to a local Weight Watchers meeting mm-hmm. and making smaller changes. And so at the end of the month, she might have only lost five pounds, but she'll keep it off. Right. You know, I, I was you joking know? with my husband, The Biggest Loser, that show. Mm-hmm. They have like a camp you can go. <laughs> and I'm like... Come on, let's go to the. You want to go there? And he like looks at me and he goes, 
what? And I'm going, oh, come on, it'll be fun. You know, we can really, like, you know, we can do jump from whatever they do there. Yeah. Like, they really work them out hard. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. um, but anyway, God, you know, it just, uh, it's sounding really, really sane. Uh, I love, it's, I love this. And so, practical, when, very, very practical approach mm-hmm. that tries to build in as much support and troubleshooting and problem solving along the way and hand holding as we possibly can, given, you know, that there are logistical problems, you know. I want to ask you a couple of questions. Well, a couple, sure. one about, because Gabrielle Glaser is the one who told me about yep. you, who's writing the book, right. and she just spoke so highly of you. And um, so she was the one who had mentioned naltrexone, and that, right. that, can you tell us a little bit about that? Some of our bloggers yeah. have used it, and it helps. Yeah, naltrexone is a really interesting drug. It is um, an opioid receptor blocker essentially. Mm-hmm. And what that means is if you think of all sorts of little, your brain is covered with receptors, you know. Right. You want to think of it simplistically. And this goes and kind of caps off the ones that opioid drugs would go to. Mm-hmm. Now, you say, well, wait a minute, but alcohol is not an opioid, <laughs> and it isn't. Mm-hmm. But alcohol, because of its molecular, molecular whatever, you know, composition, right goes to every kind of receptor in your brain. Mm-hmm. It goes to opioid receptors. It goes to estrogen receptors. It goes everywhere. Yeah, it goes right through your skin, too. You smell like yeah. it in the morning if you've had too much of it, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> so it goes to every receptor, and the the it goes to opioid receptors, which is why you get a buzz. Mm-hmm. So they found that using naltrexone, blocked most people, not everyone, about Mm -hmm. 80% it seems like, blocks them from getting the buzz. Mm -hmm. And when people don't get that buzz, which everybody likes, I mean, you know, it's fun. Right, Um, right. When you don't get that buzz, your tendency to want to drink drops way off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The other thing it does, and I haven't read a good explanation, and I think it's because there really isn't a good explanation. For some reason, it helps enormously with cravings, too. So the thoughts about alcohol and those cravings for alcohol seem to just really dissipate. So you don't have a spiritual malady then, Marianne? I want to just say, I'm talking right now, if you've just tuned in, we're listening to Dr. Mary Ellen Barnes and um, Ed Wilson, who are the president and the program director of Your Empowering Solutions, a non-12-step alcohol treatment program that's located right here in uh, the, the Southern California in Palos Verdes. And they have a website, which is just non-12step.com. And I did put your phone number that's on your website up on my blog talk radio, you know, for oh, those. Okay. okay. So now how much does, if I went to my regular doctor, how much does naltrexone cost? It, you know, it's a little, it goes up and down. Uh, I think it's, think of it as like, like three bucks a pill. Wow. If, if, so, I mean, you know, but you're only going to use it for like six months. Mm-hmm. You really aren't going to, so you're taking one a day. Mm-hmm. So it's two fifty three dollars a pill. The mm-hmm. cheapest is Costco. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, they have it at Costco. You need a prescription, though, right? You need a prescription. A lot of places don't have it, and they have to order it for you. Mm-hmm. But so what? It takes a day. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. So, you know, so if they what, have to order can, it. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah go I'm ahead. Just, yeah, so one could go to your regular, if you, somebody was finding that they wanted to slow down or they really wanted to try, mm-hmm. you know, at home, they would yeah. go to their physician and they would ask they for it. They could. Here's what would be any, any physician can prescribe it, okay? Mm-hmm. Here is what we have found, that the, a majority of them, you go in there and they know nothing about it. They've never mm-hmm. heard of it. Yeah. And so instead of saying, oh, gosh, I don't know anything about it, let me look it up and, and read about it and get back to you, right. they, they make up a story. I'm wow. not kidding. I have yeah. heard, I, I, people call us all the time and say, where yeah, can I, I get it? Yeah, I believe you, yeah. So what they hear is, oh, well, you know, you only can prescribe that if you're an addiction specialist or oh. fill in the blank, you know, if wow. the, you know, if you're a psychiatrist. And I heard a psychiatrist say, no, no, it has to be an addiction specialist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the bottom line is lots of people have a really, really hard time getting it because their doctor won't prescribe it for them. Mm, so Now, little, their doctor yeah, will prescribe mm-hmm. an abuse for them, which is mm. horrible and will make them violently ill right, and very right. dangerous. Yeah. But this is a fairly benign drug, and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's like pulling teeth to get doctors to prescribe it. Now, the one thing we can occasionally help with that, we do have a handout for physicians that the state of Alaska put out some years ago. Mm-hmm. And if people email us, we will send them a copy of that physician's handout. And if they go to their physician armed with that, right. sometimes that helps. Mm, um, we have a, but a, we hear, yeah. Monica, we hear everything. I mean, it's like... We can't prescribe it. Oh, you have to be in a program before anyone can prescribe that for oh you. God. On and on and on. And so, yeah. it's, and then other doctors will just say, "Oh, sure. What do you need?" Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. Well, I think more education. You know, I brought my uh, is twelve step not working for you, and I'm sorry that I didn't put you on my last round of cards that I made. I, I'm going to send you some. And I just thought wherever I go, you know, I go to see my physician or I go see my therapist and. I said, you know, do you, people have problems, and she was so like she got all like funny. This is my doctor, and I'm seeing her about my bioidentical hormone cream, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, by yeah, and so she was like, no, I just you know send them to the um, and I know where they wind up then, which is the AA route. And I said, no, 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 I just you need to know what's going on in that culture and program. And so here's a letter to a professional, and then here's a card. So if you meet somebody that you know that there's other options besides AA or NA, and she said, "Okay, thank you." You know, and I, I, I mean, wherever I go, I carry these cards now. They're postcards, mm-hmm. and I'll put you on the next one. But um, I just think that this is another part of the education component that kind of needs to be out there. Are the things yeah. that you're talking about, so that doctors are not sent to when they're in medical school, uh, they should not be sent to an AA meeting to learn about alcoholism. Well, and that's current. That is what happens. Yeah, that's current practice. The is other that thing current is, practice now? Yes, yes they send them to two or three AA meetings. Oh my God! For, that and, that's the, and that's the total amount of education they get on alcohol problems while they're in medical school. My son isn't came that home. dreadful? Yes, yeah, it's, it's dreadful, and we're going to change that. I'm going to change that, and people are going to help know, us do it. Yeah, doctors are very reluctant, though, to. Um, 
you know, they don't want to be sued. They don't mm-hmm. want to, in this day and age, they don't want to lose patients either. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean to death. I mean to have you leave because you've been offended. And so they don't bring up anything to do with, I mean, they may do your blood tests and see your liver is just like your liver function stuff, your liver enzymes are off the charts. And it's clear that you have a massive alcohol problem. Do they bring it up? No way. Mm. Because that it's like the last taboo. You know, it used to be they couldn't say, I think you need to lose 50 pounds. Right. Now they can maybe say that, maybe. Really? But you still run the risk of your patient never coming back. But they don't say that about alcohol at all. Mm. Because then they have to do something with you. And most of them know that, AA doesn't work for most people. Yeah. But they don't know what else to do with you. And here's the sort of part that comes back and bites them. Mm-hmm. If if you're an MD and your patient needs to go somewhere, needs some help, and you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, you know, AA is not going to be a good fit for this person. Right. I'll refer her over to you know, non twelve step or I'll refer to, you know, whoever isn't a is a different kind of practice. Right. Well now, let's say something happens to her and she doesn't do well. Mhm. She comes back and sues the doctor or her family does because unfortunately twelve step programs are considered the standard of care. Well what if somebody gets harmed in AA? Why don't they go and sue the judge who sentenced them there, which is illegal yeah, right. or go sue well, Alcoholics you could, Anonymous? You could actually, yeah, you could actually do that now because the, it is illegal for a judge in the United States to sentence anyone to AA. I know, but they're doing it. You they know. do it all the time. Well, they do I'm, I'm, we're going to go to court. You want to meet me and we can, uh, what is it called, occupy the courthouse with our flyers and uh, trying to find <laughs> someone to come with me. Well, I know me. they do it all the time, but, <laughs> but really there have been, there are precedents I know. You know, legal precedents, there are judgments from the Supreme Court and the the California Supreme Court and everything that says you cannot do that. I know. You have to. Next step, we're going to work on it. You have to know that or your lawyer has to know that. Yeah, it's because judges sad. always do stuff they can't do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And they they get, get away with it if people don't know. Who better, are they accountable know? to? I was asking somebody that because we were talking about this judge that sentenced somebody to fifty meetings, and I heard that he was an AA judge. Who are judges mm-hmm. accountable to? Like, who's their boss? <laughs> yeah, you know? they're basically not. I mean, there's they're kind of like answerable to the bar association but mm-hmm. again i mean yes you can be de- it's called defrocked you can be a defrocked judge or you can be recalled or you can be elected you know un- you can well they what the they election, you know but, they also keep them in line by you know well we do an appeal yeah. and we base it on the fact that the judge ruled incorrectly right well amanda williams in georgia was brought down and she was would go on about she even said it on like, you know, on the radio show that, you know, she went on because her husband was sober in AA that she knew, and she was one of the worst drug court uh, people around, and she got brought down. Like, she, she's no longer a judge. She was on NPR, This American Life, did a whole thing about her. So it can happen, but I want to, you know, it's just so nice to have you on. So here's another question I have for you. So um, in your program, why do you work with couples and no one else does this? Okay, one of the reasons is if anybody's ever been to couples counseling, it almost always fails because it turns into a triangle. It's always two on one. 
Mm-hmm. And because Mary Ellen and I work as a team, we can work with couples, and it's not two on one. Right. Uh, and also, each person in the couple, I used to have a drinking problem. So the person with the drinking problem feels like they have something of an advocate. Right. Uh, the person who's been affected by the drinking problem has uh, has Mary Ellen and her brother and family situation. So it's it's not a stacked deck about anybody. Right, right. And what Other, sort of work do you do? Because I did Harville Hendricks' work, which was pretty amazing, um, with a marriage therapist, uh, so, um, well, we, we do a lot of different things depending. I mean, we do cognitive behavioral therapy and motivational interviewing and diet exercise, all of that stuff. But with mm-hmm. couples, frequently the person who is drinking is using alcohol as a passive-aggressive way to punish the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so assertiveness training is one of the things we do with an awful lot of people. You would be shocked to know how many extraordinarily successful people, men and women alike, turn into real passive people at home. And then that passivity, the alcohol turns passivity into passive aggression, and you end up with this couple where nobody's got any credibility. The drinker is always saying, oh, quit, oh, quit, and they never do. And the other person's always saying, you're out of here, you're out of here, but they never are. all couples engage in a dance, and if you, you know, they engage in the drinking dance or the Al-Anon AA dance or whatever, mm-hmm. There's all this dance goes on. And if one person changes the dance, the tendency for the other person, even if they hate the dance, <laughs> is to sabotage it and force the drinker back to drinking. And one of the things people, the non-drinking or the non-problem drinker has is they've got all the power in the relationship. The drinker loses their vote mm-hmm. in family decision-making. And most couples, the belief of the non-problem drinker is that everything's going to stay the same except John or Mary isn't going to drink anymore. Well, right. no, everything right. is not going to stay the same. Everything's going to change. Yeah, it's, I, so if you want people to succeed, you need to work with their spouses. <laughs> now I have another question um, because I was thinking about Amy Winehouse, someone else, and I were just talking about her death. And um, when somebody comes in, there's certain levels. In fact, I was just dealing with somebody who came to my house. Her mom brought her here, and she hates AA, and we're just trying to find another way, and she needed on. But at what you know, there's a certain level when somebody's drinking really heavily daily that to come off it is dangerous. I mean, she died from the withdrawal. And then somebody who's binge drinking. So can you tell me what what do you do when someone is, how do you know, you know, for sure, and what is your, um, I guess, your plan of treatment if somebody comes in, they're very, very heavy drinking. uh, Do you, yeah, maybe you can just answer that for me. Yep. Yeah, the first the first thing that anybody, the first day people are here with us, they go off to, an evaluation by Dr. Norcross, our consulting physician for all mm-hmm. of our clients. And he confers with them over the withdrawal situation and the, you know, what that's apt to be. Right. Uh, occasionally, yeah, he'll recommend that someone go over to Torrance Memorial someplace to go through medically supervised withdrawal. Um, how many days he, would that be? I mean, uh, oh, on average? Three to five on mm-hmm. average. Mm-hmm. Normally, that's not as much of a problem as people fear it is. Mm -hmm. Um, 
frequent, and lots of our clients withdraw, go through it if there is any. A lot of our people kind of detox at home before they get here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other people who are local, we get after they've been hospitalized for a week or two or three with, you know, organ failure or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. suddenly waking up and saying, whoops. Right, <laughs> so, right, yeah. So, <laughs> every, again, because we're dealing with individuals, we get to custom design a lot of stuff that nobody else can. We have a woman coming out from Chicago we've been talking to today about the best way for her to manage that. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And But since we get clients from everywhere. We had a couple come all the way from New Delhi last month to work wow. with us. Wow. Uh, and do you have a book? Do we have a book? We have a yeah. manual. <laughs> you have a manual, okay. <laughs> you have like a you have a manual. Do you have literature that could be placed um around? Yeah, we have trifolds that go into occasionally into doctors' offices and things like that if they'll if they'll put them, and there is there's an enormous amount of information on the website. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's three years worth of weekly newsletters there. There are a couple of downloads for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one download in particular is the the things that ex drinkers know that twelve step programs don't want you to find out, <laughs> <laughs> which are things oh, like almost there. nobody needs residential treatment and like almost nobody seeking treatment is in fact an alcoholic. Eighty five percent of the people seeking treatment are abusing alcohol. They're not dependent on it. I know. Um, so. Mm. But then that's a good that's a good sort of introductory download to all of the mythology. Okay, and tell me that again. So I'm going to go to twelve step non twelve step dot com and where yep. what is that thread under? And there's a sign up right there. There's yeah, it comes up from the bottom of the page. Right. Okay. I go am I'm, I'm doing my little Windows thing and I had your um your thing up, but we're getting slow on time. I really should come down there, I think, and meet you. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I could give you what I have, and when I create the new postcard, then yeah. I would, you know, put you on it. And as I go around and sort of like reviewing, I I, wrote, I did this one show when twelve step doesn't work for you. You know, what are your other mm-hmm. choices? And oh my God, I have like nine hundred listens to that wow. one of yeah. people. You know, trying to find. Um, I had a psychotherapist find me through the radio show that's here in L.A. That's like set up and left AA and wants to meet other people of like mind. Mm-hmm. So I am talking with, um, again, Mary Ellen Barnes, who is the president of Your Empowering Solutions Non-12-Step Alcohol Treatment in Palos Verdes, and Ed Wilson, who is the program director. Um, why don't you do any, I know that you don't do group therapy in your program. Why don't right. you? Because groups, you want to leave alcohol behind. You want alcohol to cease to be the focus in your life. Groups are a great way to make money, but everybody's situation is individual, (laughs) and all you are is sitting around listening to other people's stuff that has nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if, if if people who wanted to quit smoking, this is what I always say at least, yeah. If those of us who are ex-smokers, which I also am, mm-hmm. spent their days sitting around the back rooms of churches drinking bad coffee and talking about smoking, they'd have <laughs> as poor a success rate as drinkers do going to AA. <laughs> but they don't. They say, you know, it's going to be a little miserable for a while. Right, But then right. it ceases, you know, 
I don't have any idea how long ago I quit smoking. Frankly, I don't have any idea how long ago it was I quit drinking vodka, but I think it was probably 25 or 30 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago. It's not an issue. Right, right. And Um, that's what you want. And, and, you know, the, the basic thing about groups is, as Ed alluded to, they're cheap. Right. You can, and unfortunately, you know, treatment programs really are about all about totally making the most money we can make. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. so you get a program in there, and I bring a whole bunch of people in, and I hire probably the lowest level, cheapest person I can hire, who I think can run the group, right. who will meet state regs to run a group. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you have a group that you have really sorted out for similar issues, similar ages, similar, you know, you've got like all 50-ish women who have certain issues and you have a really good leader. And really good also means expensive, yeah. frequently, you know. Yeah, <laughs> then I know. you find, then you might have a very good group. Right. Or it's, you know, but when you just, it's kind of, well, whoever happens to be at my treatment program this week, whether they're 20 years old or 75, mm-hmm. and everywhere in between, and whether they're on cocaine or Oxycontin or they're bulimic or they're right. alcohol, I mean, that is not going to be a good group. No, I mean, I went to bed a smart meeting where a girl who was really on the edge was talking about video game addiction and yeah. was really out of her mind and was talking about being homicidal and suicidal. Oh, great. And the leader uh, let her go on twice as long as normally, and the group, all of us, like there were four of us who were like, we think you need to go to UCLA, like now, like you yeah, need to now, be here. Yeah. And... I was really disturbed by it, and um, I like SMART a lot, but I didn't like what happened at that meeting. And um, But I'm looking at your site. We have a few minutes left, so it's non12step.com. It's really, really beautiful. I'd like to have you on again. Um, this went really fast, and it's really wonderful. Just for some of you out there who are listening, like here's something. Some of the, We have a lot of ex-steppers that are on the blogs. It says, you are not powerless nor do we insist that you must rely on a higher power. Um, Your alcohol abuse had a beginning. You can also end it quite happily, too. Unlike AA and similar 12-step programs, we guaranteed 100% confidential. No groups, no fluff, no distractions. This is really nice. Call us today at 888-541-6350. Again, it is 888-541-6350. Um, if anybody out there is having a problem, needs to talk to somebody who's sane, uh, give um, Mary Ellen, Dr. Mary Ellen Barnes and Ed Wilson a call. And uh, what and else do we have about a minute left? Report, you, to... you can see that right there on the home page, right. down the left-hand side of the page, or coming up from the bottom of the page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just go ahead and sign up for that, and that will put you on our mailing list. This is really and then great. You'll start, you'll start getting our uh newsletters every Sunday morning. Do you do any marketing? Um just the website just, pretty just, much. Yeah, just you know, the website, some of it, we have Google AdWords and you know, some stuff like that, but we don't we've tried, you know, putting 
things in the L.A. Times and putting things in the local papers, and we never get any response from any of those. We, have you ever been, you know, like, interviewed on ABC or any local news? Uh, no, you know? we have not. No. no. We're going to change that. I'm, like, becoming, like, I just want to promote... This is what has to happen. People, you know, so if I talk about you, or maybe I could call in and say, you know, there's this really great program. And, um, well, we would, be, we would be quite appreciative of that, and we're, yeah. we're certainly up for that. So. Well, it needs, it needs to happen. I want to thank you both for being on my oh, show today. Um, have a, have a do, great time going to San Diego. and Yes, and do us one small favor in return. Yes. Send us the link for this interview so I can put it in Sunday's newsletter so people can listen to the people who missed it or people who read our newsletter can listen to it? Absolutely. Yeah, there's an archive, so I will they're all archived. And I will I'll I'll send you the link. Oh great. I would appreciate thank you so that. much. Okay, thank you so much. I'll talk oh, to you you're again. You're very soon. welcome. <laughs> okay. Take care. Thank right. you, Monica. All right, bye bye.